You're listening to episode number 41 of the Self-Care Sunday podcast, a minimalist media project by Kaylee Reed. Today's episode is an interview with Jessica Tyler, which was really cool for me because I used to watch her when I was a teenager on Degrassi. She's probably best known for her character Jenna Middleton on Degrassi during her teenage acting days, and her career on the show lasted six years. When her character graduated, she was faced with the question that all early 20-somethings hate, what's next? Since her time on the iconic Canadian show, Jessica has transitioned into a quote-unquote normal life while figuring out all the ups and downs that every young woman faces, except she's been in the eye of the media. With over 70,000 followers, she's become an influencer off-screen and has spoken candidly about her time in the spotlight. A few years after leaving Degrassi, she started a blog and really opened up about show business, the immense pressure and scrutiny that she faced regarding her appearance, and her experiences with anxiety and depression. In today's interview, we talk about her life after Degrassi, her journey into self-love, and her advice to 20-somethings that are still figuring it all out. Hi, Jessica. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I have a lot of questions for you. I've been following your journey for so long, and I really just want to jump into the episode. So let's start with kind of a backstory on you. Where did you grow up? So I grew up in Ajax, Ontario. (laughs) Um, It's a little east of Toronto, I guess in a way it's a small town, but yeah, I grew up there, born and raised, and I just recently actually in the last, oh gosh, four months just moved downtown, so I'm a nice. big, big girl now, living on the my own. Big city. <laughs> in the big city. <laughs> um, so how did you get into acting? I mean, I was just one of those kids that was like weirdly outgoing. <laughs> like I was very comfortable talking in front of an audience at a young age, Um I was just, I was very theatrical. Like I remember my parents' friends would come over and I'd ask my dad if I could sing for them. Like just like these weird outgoing things. And I used to, um, it's embarrassing, but I used to direct these plays in my basement. (laughs) Like my poor friends, they'd come over and I'd be like, hey, you're going to read these lines. Like it was so ridiculous. But my dad's actually, um, he's an entertainer. So he has like lights and he created me a mini stage. It was so fun. Anyways, all of that, um, my my dad just kind of felt, you know, it might be something that I'd be interested in. So they asked me, and of course I was into it. So a good family friend of ours um, was an acting agent. Uh, she still is, I think. Anyways, we went to see her when I was about 11, just for some advice and stuff. And that's kind of how I got started. Wild. And yeah. so <laughs> do you remember, because how old were you when you first got cast on Degrassi? I think I was about 16. It's funny, my dad knows these answers, like, (laughs) totally so proud. But um, I think I was 16, 15 or 16, something like that. And I think I finished when I was about 20, 21. So I pretty much grew up on that show. Wow. Yeah. Do you remember the moment that you found out you got it? Yes, I was actually in New York City. Um, I was around the time I was auditioning and stuff for Degrassi, I was also trying to kick off a music career. Um, So I was in New York doing some music meetings and we were at this fancy restaurant and we got the news. So it was kind of cool because we were able to celebrate and 
Yeah. It's just, it seems so surreal looking back. Like it almost feels like a different lifetime. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Cause how old are you now? I just turned 25 in December. Okay. Yeah. So we're the same age. So yeah. Looking back at like your 16, yeah. 17, 18 year old <laughs> self, you're like, wow, I was such a baby. I was such a baby. I had no idea what I was getting into. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So tell us about that. Like how did being on such an iconic show kind of change or help shape who you were becoming at such a young age? Oh gosh. Well, I mean, it definitely had, there's pros and cons to everything, but the one thing I'm so grateful for is it really kickstarted, I mean, I think a, a good work ethic for myself. Like all of the lessons I learned there have been so transferable. Is that a word to um, a lot of things that I'm doing now? So there was definitely so many life lessons, but obviously, you know, being, um, I don't even want to say in the public eye, but you know what I mean? Like being more present um, in the media at a younger age is definitely hard, especially when you're, you know, growing up as a woman and you go through weird changes. Um, yeah, it was it was tricky, but I mean, gosh, I wouldn't change it for the world. And were you a fan of the show before you got on or had you watched it before? Um, so I had only seen a couple episodes. One of my best friends was like obsessed with the show. So she couldn't believe that I was going to be on it. Um, I mean, it has such a great reputation. I find a lot of people definitely know about the show if they're not huge fans. So yeah, but I mean, I'd watched it a little bit, but no, it was surreal, the whole thing. It was just such a cool experience. So your life has changed so much since yeah. then like you started a blog <laughs> you have just gone through like the normal changes and transitions that like everybody yeah. goes through too in terms of growing up yeah um when did you start blogging so I think that's a good point you made about how I've gone through all these regular transitions that a lot of people go through because one thing that I have struggled with is I agree with you I think it is regular the things I'm doing but because I was on this show. A lot of people mm. don't think it's regular. A lot of people think it's weird that I'm doing regular things. Right. Um, which has been that almost in itself was such a weird transition to go from such a high, not that life now isn't a high, but they're just two very different things. So learning to transition from that has been a huge experience for me, um, which is like a whole other conversation, I feel like. Um, but so my blog, kind of getting into that, um, when I finished on Degrassi, I went to school because I was just a little confused at what I wanted to do. Um, so I took PR and I believe it was like a creative writing class or something where our prof just had us kind of just create a blog. It was an assignment. We could literally write about anything we wanted and we just had to put it up, see if we could get any comments. And we only had to do one. That was the only thing. Um, so naturally I wanted to kind of just share my story because, you know, people ask me questions all the time about being on Degrassi and I'm so proud of it. I'm more than happy to tell, but there's just, there's so much that people want to know. And I think, I mean, I'm pretty proud of myself for being able to put it into words that people could understand because just the reaction I got was so unexpected. I thought people would just be like, oh, cool, moving on. <laughs> but there was so much support and it was, it was really humbling. Um, I don't know. I just, I just felt like maybe sharing it, people would be like, Oh, of course she's talking about that, but it was just such a cool response and it was really inspiring. And I hadn't really written in a long time. I, w I used to write songs. Um, I guess maybe I got some writer's block. So it was cool to express myself in a different way of writing, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And 
I think it's interesting what you said, how, like, of course, people are so interested in that time of your life and always asking you questions about it. And then you kind of transition to do kind of the normal thing, which is going Mm -hmm. to school and taking PR. Um, Yeah. You get questions from people like implying that you weren't successful enough or kind of wondering, oh, well, why did she go? from acting to this and like how did yeah. that affect how did that affect like your self-esteem? I feel like that's like the short story of my life. <laughs> um I mean but you know for a while I would get angry when people would ask me, "Oh, why aren't you acting anymore?" and obviously there was a lot of frustration there, but you know, I've learned to give people the benefit of the doubt and I think maybe if the roles were reversed, I would ask a similar question. Um and I mean, I think I think for a while I maybe just felt like I let myself down because of all of these comments. Like it seemed that there was this expectation that I would just go on to become the next Drake or Mm. whoever, just because of the names that some people have had coming out of Degrassi. But, you know, for me, when the whole experience was done, I kind of asked myself, like, is this what you want to do? Are you passionate about this? Do you want to put the time and effort into it that you need to? Because to be a working actress or actor, it's not an easy thing. It's a lot of waiting by the phone and, auditions and lots of ups and downs. And and I just realized I was looking for something more stable, whether it be in the media again or wherever. Um, So that's kind of why I ended up going back to school. But yeah, I mean, I guess it was tough there. I feel like for the last little bit, I was really hard on myself, but I just had to realize that I had to start focusing on what my definition of success is rather than everyone else's. And then that's kind of when things changed for me. Absolutely. I love that mindset so much because it really is so different for different people. (laughs) Yeah. And there's no right or wrong answer either. Exactly. So you wrote a blog post last year titled Tales of an Ex-Party Girl. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm so curious (laughs) because I read the post, obviously, um, but – Thank you for reading it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, And what I I thought was really insightful was like that you don't regret those days, but you've kind of had like an adulting glow up. (laughs) Thank you. I'll take that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, of course. And this is another thing. It's like, this is what everybody goes through. Like I feel like everybody goes through a phase like that, but because you, you know, have 70,000 followers on Instagram and like people recognize your name and your face, I'm sure Mm -hmm. it felt really different. So like, how did that phase of your life kind of why did that come about and how did you grow out of that so I think after Degrassi uh, I just was kind of like screw it I don't know what I'm doing so I'm gonna do whatever the hell I want (laughs) which was fun Um, and like I like you mentioned I I don't regret it because I think uh, you know every stage is necessary whether it makes sense at the time or not Um, truthfully I think I was masking a lot of my emotion and my I was scared. I was lost. I was afraid of the future. I think I kind of just masked all of that with like, let's just go out and have drinks. And my friend was living in the city at the time. And it just was an easy way out for me, which I understand that now at the time, I didn't think that's what I was doing. But um, it was a lot of fun. I had so many good times. I spent too much money at the bar. (laughs) But you know what, I'm really glad I did because uh, it kind of led me to, to where I am now. And I mean, it took like a whole boatload of therapy, which I have no shame in saying, but I think in the end, I just started to realize, yeah, like maybe I'm masking my emotion here and I need to direct my energy towards something other than partying. And I think that's why 
I kind of started to come out of it along with just growing up. Like, I mean, you probably agree. We're not old, but I don't have as much energy as I used oh to. Oh my when gosh, I, was I know. <laughs> like, I definitely can still kick it, if you will. But <laughs> So I think it was just a combination of starting to grow up and starting to kind of get real with myself and look in the mirror and say, what is it that you're doing? What do you want to do? And what are you going to do about it? Because I was just kind of in a little bit of a cycle there. So, I mean... I'm happy to say now I'm just, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a learning experience for me, which is why I don't regret any of it because I learned so much from that phase of my life. And I also feel like a lot of people go through that kind of phase when they're 20 something. Totally. Yeah. That's, you know, I feel like everybody, everybody goes through their own version of those phases and yeah. whatever that looks like or how it manifests. But what I think is really respectable about what you just said is like, you found the self-discipline to kind of kick yourself and get out of that. And whether yeah. that was through therapy or through writing, um, tell us a bit more about your journey into self-love because you have blogged and like written a little bit about anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. That's, um, that's a huge, huge thing for me. And I'm, I'm so supportive of the movement that's happening right now for self-love. Um, you know, coming off of Degrassi, it was such a high, but there were so many little lows that not a lot of people know about, like tons of criticism about my weight and tons of criticism about my acting or the way I looked. And I felt like I unfortunately allowed that to get to me and I carried that with me even sometimes to today. So, I mean, I think self-love, I don't know, it's kind of an ongoing battle for probably many women, including me. But I think what has changed recently is when I started thinking more about my health and more about things that I should be grateful for instead of just the way I look, things really started to change. Because I think for a while, because so much of what I was doing was based off of the way I look, at mm -hmm. least in the eyes of everyone, it felt like, <laughs> I kind of felt almost like the only thing I had to offer was my appearance for a little bit. Like, obviously again, therapy. <laughs> Everyone yeah. should do it. But I, I honestly feel like a little bit, I just felt like I, if I didn't look hot or if I wasn't skinny or something like that, then I wouldn't get a job or, you know, et cetera. Yeah. So recently, and I do this often is I'm just, I've just decided that, you know what, if I can get out of bed in the morning, I can brush my own teeth. I can walk to work. You know, I can walk up a flight of stairs if I need to. I can get dressed by myself. All of these things so many of us take for granted. And there's so many people in the world that would give anything to do that. Um, and I think when I think about things that way, like the fact that I can go for a run and I can lift some weights, I think that's more important to me now than, you know, looking like a supermodel or an Instagram model. Just because I'm trying to just put it all in perspective. And I think if I can look in the mirror and say to myself, you're being your best self for you, whatever I look like after that shouldn't really matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if that makes any sense. I love that. And you've been like also kind of a body positivity, I don't want to say advocate, but like you've talked about like accepting your body and and that I think is so important right now because so many women do feel those same feelings of self-doubt or insecurity about their image. I can imagine it's like magnified when you are on a TV mm -hmm. show, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but even now with things like Instagram, it's mm -hmm. like if you are sitting on Instagram scrolling for 30 minutes or 60 minutes, 
it's just like this constant comparison with absolutely everybody like all these accounts explore feed whatever even if you try to get away from it it's hard sometimes you can't get away it's everywhere Do you have any favorite accounts that you follow? I know that you've done like some brand collaborations and that sort of thing too. What are your thoughts on um, brands kind of like dipping their toes into that body positivity space? Um, Yeah, I mean, I will say one thing I've done is unfollow every account that makes me feel like crap about myself. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, I love Instagram. I love pictures. I've always loved pictures. I think they're so great. I love sharing pictures, but it is unfortunate that something like this has become like a large part of it's become about comparing, unfortunately. So to try to get away from that, I have tried to follow more accounts that, you know, dedicate themselves to preaching positivity and self-love, no matter what you look like, no matter what age, size, whatever. And I think that does make a huge difference. Um, I mean, specific accounts. Well, I think that's how I came across yours, to be honest. Like I just, I cruise around and I, I look, instead of looking for someone to compare to, I look for someone to kind of aspire to and, and relate to and look up to. It helps. It helps keep it worthy for me. I mean, a lot of my friends recently have even gotten rid of it because it's just, it's too much, which I mean, I've thought about doing that, but as you asked about the brands, I think, I think it's great. I think, I mean, for people in marketing, it's amazing. Like it definitely probably costs less for an Instagram post than a commercial. So that certainly makes sense. And I think it's even better to see brands that want to promote self-love and healthy living and that kind of stuff. I think that's even better because we need more of that. Like my little sister is in grade nine and I'm so stressed. <laughs> like, I mean, that's such a tough age. It's a tough age already. And then if you're already seeing all these things on Instagram, like it's hard not to compare. So I think that's, I mean, thinking of her, it's like, you know what? I want to be that one person that someone scrolls along and is like, oh, okay, this is realistic. I can do this. Whereas, you know, people scroll so often around someone that's, it's almost just unachievable. So you made an interesting point about friends deleting Instagram accounts. And there's some days I honestly wish that I could. Like so much of my work is on Instagram, so I obviously can't. But I often tell my friends like if I didn't have to be on Instagram for work, I don't know if I would ever be on Instagram. I've had this conversation so much recently because obviously I have some partnerships here and there and Mm -hmm. I'd never want to break them. But there are days where I'm like, you know what? (laughs) Like, I'm so tempted to just say screw it and I'm just going to not do it anymore. How have you found that transition from, I guess, like still being an influencer online, Mm -hmm. particularly like on Instagram, but... Mm -hmm being having like a normal job that sort of thing like where do you find the balance between those two things I have been struggling a little bit with this recently if I'm speaking very honestly um working Monday to Friday nine to five is a thing (laughs) like I now understand why people go to bed so early during the week I get it um and it is tough because you know I'll spend all day at the office and then I come home And then I kind of, I try to dedicate a little bit of time to just connecting with, you know, brands that I have partnerships with and making sure that I'm doing my posts at the right time and scheduling things like this with you. And the thing is, is this kind of stuff is what I love. It's what I'm passionate about. So I'm not at all upset about dedicating time to it, but it is time consuming. And there Mm -hmm. are days where I'm like, oh my gosh, like the day is gone. (laughs) 
<laughs> and it just happens. So finding a balance between all of that, I think I'm truthfully still working on. Um, if it'd be scaling back at one or the other, maybe, but I'm very happy that you did reach out because my 2019 goal was to start kind of promoting self-love. I need to start writing again, that kind of stuff. I do want to put a little bit more time into it. So I don't know how the heck I'm going to do it, but I'm going <laughs> to. Awesome. So, oh, I'm excited yeah. for that. I'm excited for yeah. more. I need to. My soul is craving it. Like, you know, I don't think it's unfortunate, but not everyone loves their job. And right now mine is paying the bills, so I can't complain, but I definitely need to kind of cater to my soul a little mm-hmm. bit more, however lame that sounds. I, I think I need it. And writing is so therapeutic for me. Um, and it's also, I love sharing stories and I love that there are people out there that like to hear my stories. So I need to get back into it. So what are you hoping that people take away from your blog this year? I mean, you have uh, some posts up right now, which are awesome. So what, I guess when yeah. you're writing, like, what are you hoping that people take away? So usually, um, and I was the same way when I was writing music, which I would love to start doing that again, but I think I'm still dealing with some like PTSD from the music industry. <laughs> so one day, but what, um, when I write, it just strikes from inspiration throughout my day-to-day life. Um, so what I'm really feeling now is adulting. <laughs> so yep. I need, I really need to put this into words because what I'm experiencing, I know I'm not alone, but it would just feel so much better to hear from other people that they're going through it as well. You know, you just turned 25. That alone is weird. Mm-hmm. I just bought my first place. And no, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. It's amazing. But um, yeah, my boyfriend and I bought a place together. So and even that, like living with your boyfriend, like yeah. there's so many things that I need to write about that I know are going to be so relatable. Um, but I think a lot of it is just going to be exactly that. Like we're not alone in feeling lost. We're not alone in feeling the pressure People are either getting married, engaged, or having mm-hmm. babies, which I love it all, but I just almost am in awe that I'm at this age now. It's weird. It's yeah. like, okay. This How did we get this... here? Yeah. Like, I'm not mad about it. It's more yeah. just like, wow, time really flies. Eh? Yeah. Like, it's crazy. So I, I got to start writing about adulting and the struggle is real. And that's what I hope people take take away from it is whatever people think people are putting on a show it's, I mean, mine is not a show. <laughs> the struggle's real. You got to work hard. You got to do all the things. I love it. I kind of want to wrap with some like reflective thoughts, I guess. Okay. So growing up in the eye of the media, which you kind of touched on a little bit, I know that you wouldn't regret any of the decisions that you made and you're super proud and happy of everything that you've done. But is there anything that you would want to tell your younger self? Oh my gosh, so much. (laughs) First of all, do not care so much about what other people think would be my very first thing, which I mean, I think when you're 16 and 17, it's hard to not care what other people think. But I think a huge part of the emotions I was feeling on that show was because I gave in to a lot of the negative feedback. And I think I think the problem was that I was focusing so much I was kind of looking from the top down, like that's how far I can be and I'm only here. But I think I would tell myself, look from the bottom up, like look from where you started and how far you've gone or how far you came, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. I think I was constantly trying to compete with myself, which there's pros and cons to that. But, you know, in the end, I think I would have been, I would have had better closure with it all if I was able to look back and say, wow, that was 
that was amazing. I started from here and that's what happened instead of, oh, that didn't happen, you know? So I think that, I think I would just say focus less on what other people think, you know, focus on, again, your own version of success and save every dime you made. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I saved a decent chunk, but oh my God, like I bought so much stupid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that is a true thing that only an adult would say. Literally. Like I remember when some new cast members were starting and it was about my last season and we were at the wrap party and they were asking me and some of us other some of the other cast members like what's your advice and like all three of us at the same time were like save every dime you make <laughs> like because you just never know if you'll make it again so that's you know what that's yeah. I feel like that's just a 2019 mood 2019 yeah, literally mood of why go in I said, why go out when you could stay in <laughs> yes uh, yeah do you have I'm so lame <laughs> oh my gosh me too honestly <laughs> Um, do you have any tips or advice for people maybe who are in that like early 20s stage where they're feeling super Mm -hmm. lost and unsure of where they want to be and maybe Mm -hmm. are comparing themselves with their peers or friends that they see Mm -hmm. doing like these cool, successful things? Like how do you get away from that pressure of success to defining what success actually means for you? Yeah, I think, um... A huge realization for me is that everyone has their own story. Not everyone's going to have the same path. We have all been dealt different cards um, and people are going to have highs and people are going to have lows. And, you know, just because someone else is doing something amazing right now, that has nothing to do with your life, really. I mean, unless it's like your significant other or something and you're going through it together, but you know, if someone else's success should not dictate your own, um, that was a huge lesson because obviously a big thing for me after Degrassi was I felt like I almost did everything opposite. Like I had had my job and then I went to school. Mm. Whereas a lot of my friends while I was on Degrassi were in school. So when I was getting out of it, they were starting their jobs and moving out. And I was kind of feeling like, Oh crap, like now they're succeeding, but who's not to say they were feeling that way about me when Mm -hmm. I was on the show and they were in school, you know? So I think it's just realizing that everyone has their own story. And I truly, truly believe, as cliche as it sounds, everything happens for a reason. And I think timing is so key and things happen when the time is right. And I also believe that if you focus on something enough and if you put enough energy and passion into it, something good will happen. That's been a fact in my own life. I truly believe that every single day, just you're leading up towards where you're supposed to be. I have to tell myself that all the time, like one bad day is just one bad day. It's not a bad life. And I need mm-hmm. to remember that because yes. it's so hard to take one bad day and then it like ruins my week. And I just need to remember that tomorrow's a new day, a fresh start. And you just have to really focus on what you want in your path. And and I think like letting go of jealousy is also a really great thing. Like it, you'll feel better if you can genuinely be happy for your friends. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's good to be supportive for your friends and it's good to, to not be jealous because there's no point. <laughs> like there's no point in feeling jealous about something that's eventually going to happen for you. It just might not be in the same way or on the same day. I don't know. It's tough. I it's, a, it's, it's, it's total, it's totally within yourself like people Mm -hmm. when I was feeling like going through some depression and anxiety I I was getting such amazing advice but it wasn't until I was able to look in the mirror and say okay look like 
this is between you and I here. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I got real with myself that I'm like, okay, you can do this. So support is key, but you got to have your own back. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I love that. I have chills right now. (laughs) Oh, good. Wow. I feel like it's just so relatable. That's so relatable to my own journey too, because I, especially when you said like you were getting a lot of really good advice and good support, but it's not until you can support yourself and you want to make the changes for yourself. Like so much Mm -hmm. of it really does come from within and that awareness and self-discipline is so key and like Mm -hmm. focusing your entire mindset on being grateful and not letting those negative emotions in so Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Self Care Sunday. You can follow Jessica at Jessica Tyler Official on Instagram, or you can visit her blog and read all of her posts at jessicatylerofficial.wordpress.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review. I appreciate you all so much. Happy Self Care Sunday, everyone.